Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Jesus comes to the temple. Six weeks to victory. We're believing God for victory in your life in this coming six weeks leading up to and including Easter Sunday. We're believing God for supernatural things. We've already seen supernatural things happen, but we're believing God for great things for you, for yourself, your family, for this ministry. We're believing God for a tremendous harvest. And I want you to just let God do a work in your life to build your faith to levels that it hasn't been before. I believe, as we've studied in our Sunday school lessons, that God wants a people of faith who will trust Him for the impossible. In Mark chapter 11, read with me, beginning at verse 12. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, meaning the tree, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Now, in verse 12, it says that he came, he was hungry. He's coming to Jerusalem now the second day. Yesterday was the triumphal entry. We studied about that last week. Today, he comes again from Bethany to Jerusalem. And the disciples point out, in their opinion, he was hungry. That's their opinion. That's their opinion of why he went to this tree. Had he not had breakfast? Quite possibly because Jesus was accustomed to rising early to pray. Had they needed to get an early start? Possibly. The disciples are giving their opinion of why he approached this tree. Looking at the miracle that he performed here in the cursing of the fig tree, notice that it was the spoken word that did it. He simply said to the tree, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. Now, the Bible also says that it was not the time for figs. What does that mean? Some people say, well, Jesus cursed a tree when it wasn't supposed to have fruit on it. Now, come on. Jesus isn't that dumb. If the people who say that had bothered to do a little study, they would have found out that there are two types of fig trees in Israel. There is one type that puts forth its figs before it puts forth its leaves. Possibly, more than likely, that was the kind of tree this was. Jesus approached that tree. He looked at that tree from afar off. He saw leaves. It should have had figs on it, but it did not. In Mark chapter 11 and verse 14, you see the power of Jesus when he speaks a word. As we study further, you'll find out that that fig tree withered from the roots up, not from the branches down. That would be the normal process of a tree dying in your yard. If you have a tree dying, you'll watch the leaves will turn brown, the limbs will become brittle, and then eventually it will just collapse. That's not the way this happened. And this happened overnight. It withered from the roots up. It, he cursed the thing and killed the very life in it from the roots. And so it was cut off and it died. In John chapter 11 and verse 43... Jesus uses the spoken word again. And there he speaks to a dead man. The dead man is Lazarus, recorded in John chapter 11. And he simply said, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth. We see the spoken word in action again in John chapter 2, where Jesus spoke to the water and turned it to wine. In Matthew chapter 8 and verse 26, Jesus speaks to the winds and to the sea, and they obey. The power of the spoken word. Jesus speaks 
and even objects such as those in nature obey him. How I would to God that his people would be like that. And then when Jesus speaks, we would do that. But you see, he gave us a will to choose. He did not make us robots. He's given us his word, but we have to choose. We have to act on it.